0: This session is from the 2022 Shepherds 360 Church Leaders Conference. For more information, please visit shepherds360.org. As we uh, thought about who our governmental officials would be, They crafted this position for a guy named James Glasgow. Uh, He was our first Secretary of State, and he served for 21 years in that position, being reappointed every three years. He had the reputation, the reputation of being uh, someone who was upright and trustworthy. Unknown to the people, he conspired with some folks in Western North uh, Carolina—today we call that uh, Tennessee—to develop fraudulent land grants. He was in charge of giving to the Revolutionary War soldiers or their heirs uh, property, land grants, and he and some others figured out that these folks probably were not going to make their way to Tennessee, and so what did they care, what they had on paper? and he and his co-conspirators were able to uh, have uh, property in Tennessee and accumulate some things there. Uh, He was so respected before the General Assembly and the folks in North Carolina figured out that that's what he really was, uh, he was so respected they named a county after him in North Carolina, Glasgow County. Uh, Then it came to light, what had happened. One of the uh, governmental officials says, an angel has fallen. Well, that's not true. That was his reputation, but his character, what he really was on the inside when nobody was looking, his character was that he was greedy and he had covetousness in his heart. He wanted this land. He wanted money. Uh, He wanted what would come from that. Uh, interestingly, they changed the name of Glasgow County to what is now Green County. For those of you in North Carolina, uh, it was named after General Nathaniel Green, who was a man whose character matched his reputation. Uh, recently, I have uh, came across this saying that uh, your reputation is the shadow that is cast by your true character. That eventually, uh, your reputation will be what you are on the inside, your character. Uh, What's what's missing from our public square when we start thinking about ethics and leadership? Think about the folks who, over the last uh, 10 years, 20 years, have disappointed you. Uh, that you really thought they were this kind of person and then information has come out. Uh, Obviously, the Southern Baptist Church has had lots of allegations about uh, child sexual abuse. Uh, That's true with the Boy Scouts as well and the Catholic Church. Uh, Things that are heartbreaking, if true. Uh, The world in which I live, we look at cases where individuals make these allegations against their step-parents or live-in boyfriends or sometimes girlfriends. And uh, it just, it breaks your heart to think that folks might treat others that way. Uh, you know, a moment of confession for me is I'm, I'm injured by Ravi, Ravi Zacharias and what happened there. I, I would listen to him and I would uh, be instructed by him. And when I first heard of some of the rumors, uh, I was like oh that that can't be right he 's got people around him he 's got accountability he 's got this incredible biblical knowledge and understanding uh, and you know sadly it it does seem like that those allegations were were true and maybe others. How does this happen? Uh, why do we have the uh the the jim and tammy Faye Bakers the Uh, those like that. And then, on the other hand, you have a Billy Graham who has lived so long in the public square, lived so long in the public square, and yet uh, without any tarnishing of his record. Uh, As I've studied Dr. Graham, I've seen that he put around him the biblical safeguards that we all need with regard to accountability, with regard to going the extra mile of being sure that no one uh, could even lodge a complaint. Uh, As we all know, uh, the media uh, enjoys uh, letting the allegations uh, be told, uh, particularly against Christian leaders, particularly against, uh, frankly, uh, conservative folks. Uh, I had a, a... friend that I was in a Bible study with, and he, he said, well, you know, I, I really don't don't tell a lot of people uh, that I work with that I'm a Christian. And I was like, well, why was that? He said, well, you know, if I mess up, then it won't cause anybody to stumble, you know? How many of us have been driving down the road, and there's a car that's not behaving as we think they should, and finally they pass us, and what do they have on the back of their car? It's the, it's the little fish, right? Uh I tell young people that, as Paul said in Romans one16 I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God for the salvation of all who believe. The power, the dynamite, the ability to change a life. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Where else is that power? But when you are not ashamed of the gospel, you will be held to a higher level. And we should be. I'm sorry, we should be. Um, If I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, yet Christ lives in me, and the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I, as it says in John chapter 3, I better be decreasing. He better be increasing. Uh, that's just so important. So, getting right to the heart of the matter, there are three things in life that every one of us needs to be careful with. Uh, they are uh, from uh, they are the ring of power, if you will, from the Lord of the Rings. And if you think that you can handle these. Uh, take heed lest you fall pride goes before a fall you know think about in the Lord's prayer did, did you ever wonder why Jesus put in there lead me not into temptation but deliver me from evil uh, Satan's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour every one of us is tempted in different ways but we're all tempted uh The ring of power is composed of three components. You'll find the ring of power in Genesis chapter 3 with Eve when she looks at the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Uh, You'll find it set out very clearly in 1 John chapter 2, which says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man... The lust of his eyes and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. We're reminded the world and its desires will pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. So, what are these uh, cravings of sinful man, lust of the eyes, boasting of what he has and does? It's power, it's money, it's sex. Those are the rings of power. And if you find yourself in a situation with temptation, okay, we're called to flee, but you better have godly counsel around you. You better have accountability that you're able to share with someone as you walk through that period of temptation. And you better be on your knees confessing and saying, Lord, I need you to empower me to deal with this. Uh, I, I, I love uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy by Tolkien. Keep in mind that in that story, there's this one ring of power that some think can be good, used for good and yet, at the end of the day, the ring controls the person, not the person the ring. And hobbits were the only creatures that were deemed resistant sufficiently to the power to be able to uh, to deal with, with the ring. But at the end of the day, the little hobbit Frodo, who had had multiple opportunities to kill this guy named Gollum, who was had been totally overwhelmed, overcome by power, by the ring. Uh, But by acts of mercy, Frodo never did, and at the end of the day, Frodo's standing there with his ring of power, and he's wanting to drop it into the place where it can be destroyed, but he can't do it. And. Gollum, whom he had not killed when he had the opportunity and every reason to do so, comes up and bites off his finger so that the ring will be destroyed. A pure act of grace is all that destroyed the ring of power. So when we think about the trouble that we have in our public arena with ethics Frankly, it is God's mercy, it's not worse. If As we look at uh, other countries, Central, South America, Africa, truly throughout the world, the corruption within government uh, is uh, evident to all the folks there. That's why so many folks want to come to America. Uh, we have this... Uh, a common grace that by God's goodness, uh, we don't have nearly uh, the amount of corruption within our government that one might think. Because what is the true safeguard of uh, preventing corruption from just being rampant? Uh, it's the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But when you look at Exodus chapter 18, Moses' father-in-law came to Moses and told him what kind of folks needed to be in leadership. He said people that can do the job based on their education, training, and experience, they're capable. He said there are people who are not uh, swayed by wrong motivations, by the wrong endorsements, by the wrong uh, 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 attempts at bribery that they are ethical people. But most importantly, he said, they are people who fear the Lord. I'm afraid that so often when we think about what kind of people are we going to elect or put into the public square, are we using Exodus as our uh, guide? Are we electing men and women who fear the Lord? Because that is the foundation for the type of leadership they will provide. People who are humble enough to say, I can't do this job. Uh, But Lord, if you put me here, I need you to do it through me. Uh, As we uh, think about the... Uh, fear of the Lord and the importance of the fear of the Lord. Let me just go ahead and say it. If y'all need to fall asleep, it's fine. It's hot in here, all right? <laughs> I, 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 I get it. Just If you snore, just try not to be too loud, okay? Uh, when we think about walking in the fear of the Lord, I'm reminded of George Washington's farewell address to the nation. He said, the two greatest friends of America are morality and religion. Self-government, he said, will not work without religion and morality. He said, look at the French Revolution. Look at what's going on over there where there is bloodletting, people killing more and more people. A person who is exalted today is executed the next day. The mob mentality, without any type of foundational principles of God's truth or God's word. George Washington said self-government will not work without a moral people. And he said morality doesn't exist apart from religion. And by religion, he meant Christianity. And he said uh, if you love this country, then you will encourage Christianity. You will encourage religion because it will form the foundation of a moral people. Thomas Jefferson said Christianity is the best friend of government because Christianity is the only religion that changes a heart. Thomas Jefferson. I thought about, as we look at our biblical characters, which ones really modeled integrity, and ethics, and which ones fell short. Uh, Let me define the terms. Certainly as a recovering lawyer, a judge, you know, we like to define terms. Uh, Ethics uh, means integrity, morals, principles, ideals, codes, and then it talks about beliefs, okay? So it seems like, well, whose code whose beliefs, whose morals, without some actual framework for determining those things, how do we have uh, the right rubric from which we can, we can uh, make uh, deductions? Ethics, the first word was integrity. Well, what about integrity? Uh, honesty, truthfulness, honor, veracity, reliability, uprightness. Uh, do we want those in our leaders? Yeah. Do we want it in our friendships? Do we want it in our neighbors? Do we want to see these characteristics in our children? Uh, You know, the the challenge is for us to daily live these things out. Uh, I cannot, but he can. You know, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. We as Christians should be the epitome of ethics and integrity, but we have the three rings of power that are always trying to allure us off that path. And when I think about Certainly Adam and Eve, okay uh, to me what they were looking for was power the right the ability to know right and wrong in their minds uh, but Eve saw that the tree was pleasing to the eye this physical uh, uh, viewpoint or taste uh, uh, one of our human uh, reactions hunger uh, she certainly uh, made that, but, uh, you know, you get, you get into, uh, Noah, he's a pretty good guy. Well, there was the vineyard issue, right? Uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, uh, is there all that much wrong about telling somebody that your wife is your sister and you can have it as your bride? Um, You know, you you, you see those seeds in Abraham and Isaac and then Jacob, the little deceiver. Um, uh, Despite his growing, I believe, relationship with God, he still tried to connive things his way. Uh, And then you get a guy like Joseph. He's tempted uh, by Potiphar's wife, again and again and again. Uh, he actually flees and leaves his outer garment. And of course, she tells the lie, and he gets thrown in prison. Uh, really, Lord? You're going to let this guy who made the right decision uh, suffer these consequences? Oh, but God was working. God was allowing Joseph to go through that, is, that is season in his life. Uh, I'm sure it, Joseph was learning management skills even in prison that he would ultimately use to rule the kingdom. But he made the right choices. Uh, why was that? Uh, we get to uh, Moses, the most humble man. God chose him. Uh, not perfect, uh, there was a little incident of the dead Egyptian, maybe uh, there was the incident of you know striking the rock, uh, but man, what patience and kindness he exemplified uh, and he and he was training this guy named Joshua uh, Joshua to me is is uh, somebody I really identify with because over and over again the Bible says he was told. Don't uh, be afraid. Uh, You know, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. Well, why do you have to tell somebody over and over again, be strong and courageous? It's probably because you're weak and cowardly. Uh, I can identify with that. Uh, Joshua had, you know, we're first introduced to Joshua when um, the uh Amalekites had come up to do battle, and you know, the one guy that had training wa- in military exercises was Moses. And so I'm sure when uh Moses and you know Joshua's his young aide, and uh I'm sure Joshua's excited to learn military maneuvers from Moses, the Egyptian prince. And uh Uh, Joshua is told by Moses, uh, you get the troops and you go out there and fight. Moses, where where, where are you headed? Well, I'm going to go up on this mountaintop right here uh, and I'm going to do the real battle. I'm going to pray. Matter of fact, it's going to be such prayer warfare. I'm going to take two guys with me uh, who will help me Uh, as I try to maintain that prayer cover that's vital for your success in the battle. Joshua saw that. Uh, Joshua got to experience uh, some of Moses' going up and meeting with God. And in the tent of the meeting, it says that uh, Moses and Joshua would go meet with God And it says Moses would then go out and do uh, what he needed to do to manage the people. But it said that Joshua stayed in the tent of the meeting. Oh, he must have just loved, just relished that fellowship with God. He saw the power of prayer. He saw the power of uh, spending time daily with God. He saw the importance of God's word. So when he is a young guy, is selected to be a spy to go into the country, uh, to spy out the land, Uh, he doesn't give in to the ten older, wiser individuals who said, we can't do it, we can't go in there. He was able to stand on the principle of, you're right, we can't, but God can. Now, Again, it it points out the importance of community as we try to be people of integrity. Because who did he have with him? He had Caleb. Caleb was standing with him. And of course he had Moses. Uh, We see that God was equipping him to then lead. And so at the end of his life, when the people come to him and they say, uh, Joshua, you know, give us your uh, advice. Uh, we have seen your life. It is a life that is characterized by truth. Your your reputation and your character are the same. We need to know. And Joshua, you know, he understood people. He said, "Look, uh, there's lots of temptations out there. Y'all, y'all can choose." the way that you're going to choose to go. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And of course, then all the people said, we too are going to serve the Lord. And a generation later, uh, every man, every woman is doing what's right in their own eyes. Uh, The world is looking for true leadership. Leadership starts on our knees, If you're going to stand for God, you've got to kneel before him, and then you can stand. Uh, Humility. What is is true humility, and why is that important for us as we look for ethics in leadership? Because humility recognizes that on my own, I can't do it. Uh, I need the Lord, and I need you. Uh, I need the accountability. I need the safeguards that will be put into place. Uh, I need to recognize that if it's got to do with more power, if it has to do with money or stuff, if it has to do with physical pleasure, I need the accountability, I need the community, to ensure uh, that I am uh, staying on the right path. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Where do we get our counsel? Is it from the mainstream media? Is it from our uh, neighbors that are not attending a Bible-believing uh, uh, solid church? Uh, Is it from relatives that uh, are not, as far as we can tell, being faithful in their walks? Blessed is the person, the man, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly or stands in the way of sinners or sits in the seat of the scornful. Uh, I love the illustration that we were uh, given in the large session about, you know, there are two paths, and either you're following that path in the progression, the regression, digression, of you're standing, you're uh, then more comfortable, you're sitting, you're uh, taking in that counsel. Well, what's the alternative? But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law, he meditates day and night. Then, He'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth fruit in his season. His leaf will not wither, and whatever he does will prosper. Do you want to prosper? Do you want to be fruitful? Then we better be meditating on God's Word day and night. Obedience is ours. Outcomes belong to him. Uh, I serve on a 3-4 court. Uh, That means I lose. Uh, You know, even though I went to Duke, I know that four is greater than three. Uh, uh, Yes, there is an election in November that can change that. But Psalm 73, the Lord reigns. Uh, He's put me in this position. Uh, By His grace, I've been able to visit all 100 counties and get to know the courthouse personnel. Uh, By His grace, I've established Uh, prayer breakfast at no cost to any taxpayer uh, for the superior court judges and district court judges and uh, have tried to bring people of diverse backgrounds and political views together at the foot of the cross. Um, And yet, on the Supreme Court side, you know, that's my administrative side, on my Supreme Court side, I have four folks who see the world differently. Uh, what can I do? I can love them. I'm called to do that. You know, I'm called to love God with my, my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and my neighbor is myself. Uh, I can care about them and their family and the challenges that life brings. Uh, I can remember in dealing with everybody uh, that every person has a Jesus-shaped hole in their hearts, and they're going to look for love in all the wrong places and they can look for satisfaction and try and try and try and try and it's not going to happen until Jesus. We, we live in a world that is getting more and more depressed despite our financial uh, our resources. Uh, the number one used service at all of the universities in North Carolina is their mental health service. Uh, Recently at one of the universities, they told students, if you are not suicidal, please uh, get an appointment four months from now. Uh, Recently, a little uh, private school up in the Northeast called Harvard uh, did a survey of their law students. 50% of them said they were depressed or suicidal. Uh, Before COVID, In 2016, uh, the Betty Ford Foundation did a study, and they found out that one-third, okay, so 11% of our population has trouble with substance abuse, alcohol, drugs. But if you go to law school, one-third of all new lawyers up until about age 40 struggle with substance abuse, alcohol, or drugs. Life is tough. I don't care who you are. Life is tough. Uh, We live in a fallen world. Uh, and Satan is a roaring lion. Uh, The world needs answers, and we got them. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, you are therefore Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. The message of hope is be reconciled to God. And it's not a matter of working your way there, folks, because Verse 21 says, He made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we would become his righteousness. I can't imagine that kind of love. That Jesus would take all the sin of the world upon himself freely so that we could be reconciled. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Jesus might have life. You know, when when we think these big thoughts, isn't it kind of shameful when we then think about how petty maybe I've been about this, that, or the other, about some little possession, about uh, some little slight with regard to status or uh, power? Um, He loved us so much that he gave his one and only son. I'm, I'm As we think about us being people of integrity, and I know it talks about uh, the public square, but frankly, we're all in the public square. All of us influence folks, for better or for worse. Uh, I made uh, uh, one of the challenges I gave to my administrative office of the courts. I got 7,000 employees there, and they were known for being kind of uh, not as customer-friendly as they needed to be. I think public service means public service, and uh, they they help all the clerk's offices and all these other offices across the state. And my I, I challenge to them was they need to be like Chick-fil-A. It's It's our pleasure to serve. And... As Macon, my wife Macon, wave at everybody Macon. Uh, My wife Macon and I have visited the 100 counties. Uh, I am so gratified to hear all the folks who are dispensing justice every day saying your administrative office of the courts is the most customer service group we've ever dealt with. Uh, Well, Chick-fil-A is a great brand. Uh, And as I tell my folks at the administrative office of the courts, it's true at Chick-fil-A too. You're only as good as your last interaction with your customer. Well, shouldn't, I mean, shouldn't we have the same mindset as we represent Christ in this world? I mean, are we thinking each encounter, whether it's at Walmart or Foodline or wherever we may go, that hopefully the Holy Spirit is oozing out of every pore, and that somehow, some way, people can see the light of God, Jesus, in our hearts because of our interactions. You know, as much as we would like to see the folks in public office uh, to be men and women of integrity, and they should. They take an oath to do that. Uh, And by the way, that oath statute was adopted in 1777, and it says that that oath is before Almighty God, who sees all and knows all, and will one day sit in judgment of all. And that is the reason we do an oath for public service. Uh, We would love to see all these folks acting with the integrity and in the fear of the Lord, Uh, but I think it's up to us to be sure we're modeling that. Uh, How can we expect those who maybe don't know Christ to exhibit uh, true ethics and morality in the public square if we who do know him are not doing so? Um, I guess that's my challenge. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Uh, Thank you for... Uh, your word that we know is true. Thank you for the example of Jesus, Lord, who uh, was tempted in every way that we are. Lord, the temptations I've talked about, uh, the physical, the power, the um, uh, possessions, Lord, those were the temptations that Satan brought to Jesus uh, in his wilderness experience tempted every way that we are, yet without sin. And Lord, if you granted true justice, goodness, uh, we are guilty. But thanks be to God that you see us through the shed blood of your son Jesus, those of us who have asked Jesus to be our Savior, who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, what mercy and grace you extend to us. Help us, Lord, that we will be light to a lost and dying world. Help us, Father, to be sure that we surround ourselves with appropriate accountability, that we humble ourselves before you daily, that you will lift us up. Lord, help us to be obedient, thanking you that outcomes belong to you because you reign. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank y'all. Thanks for listening to this session from the 2022 Shepherds 360 Church Leaders Conference. This material is copyrighted and may not be altered or sold. For information, please visit shepherds360.org.